Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You only want what's best for your baby. And so does BJ's. BJ's offers a variety of baby products that will take you from playtime to bath time to bedtime and beyond. Shop now through September 24th at BJ's for $3 off Johnson's, Aveeno, or Desitin baby products. Only the best will do when it comes to caring for your little ones and for parents, too. Give your baby that special care and save big at BJ's. Welcome to The Approach Shot, the golf show that's more laughs than links, more stories than strokes, more guffaws than golfers. Here are the hosts of The Approach Shot, John Ashton and Neil Michaels. It is time for us, we being The Approach Shots, John Ashton and Neil Michaels. And and one heck of a guest, very timely, because... <laughs> I mean, it's, it's what, five days till Christmas on the day that you're listening to this? Yeah, if you're listening to it the day we drop it, it is five days before Christmas. If you're listening back, you know, a year from now, it's December, <laughs> December, uh, Christmas-ish. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, if you didn't catch it on the day we dropped it, you missed it. There but, you go. But the information will still work. Because that our guest true. coming up has been is, has been known. And you might have seen him. He's been on Good Morning America. He's been on Fox News. He's been everywhere. He's yeah. known as America's CEO, Chief Entertainment Officer. With all apologies to Keel Christensen, who we said had the job we all wanted back when we did the, the podcast with him. Keel, I think you're going to take a back seat to this dude. <laughs> yeah, the man, the man makes up cocktails for a living. <laughs> and and goes to parties and says, hey, why don't you try this? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so nobody ever says to him, I don't like you. No, it's, and it's great, man, because when you invite Tim Lay to a party, he brings the booze. He brings the so. booze. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's being close to Christmas. And I do hope, I mean, my, my wife has been running around like the proverbial headless chicken because some of the stuff she has ordered has not shown up. Oh, you know, and they and and when she when she was told back in October there may be some supply chain problems for Christmas delivery, she started buying stuff on Halloween. There you go. Okay, so she's very upset that she started early and still has a nice. I said, honey, you you know they told you there were going to be supply chain problems, and it's out there where you are, man, out on the west coast. There's still still cargo vessels laying offshore. And when they get there, there's not enough trucks. To, I understand, man, that there's still thousands of Otis Redding CDs just sitting there on the dock of the bay. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, as you started the sentence, I saw it coming. I did. I saw it coming. And I was like, please, no, please, God, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is, uh, that is John Ashton. 30 years of... Business in the entertainment business, 30 years of warming up, and that's the best we got out of that. <laughs> oh, well, you know, the interesting thing is, and I'm sure that you've experienced this as well, despite the Otis Redding joke, that uh-huh. uh, virtually every day 
There is somebody knocking on our door, ringing the doorbell, something. My wife and I went out yesterday. As we're walking out, there's this big truck pulling into our driveway. And I said, does it ever freak you out that there are these giant trucks on our driveway and you never know who they are or what they're dropping off? And she said, no, because I probably ordered it. And I said, <laughs> but, but you don't have any idea. It could be, it, it just, it could be, you know, somebody, whatever. And she yeah. said, Go up and see if there are packages for me. So, of course, by by bringing up the subject, I created a task mm, for myself. Of course. And sure enough, there's four boxes, and it's got her name, her name, her name, my name. Ooh. And that's pretty much the way it goes. That's probably, <laughs> that's the ratio, three to one. And the one is something for her. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's the longest time, man. I, I was coming home for, you know, all the month of, of November and most of December. And I, I swear, I don't think we went a day without an Amazon box being delivered. It's crazy, right? Yeah. I was convinced my wife was having an affair with the UPS guy because, I mean, he was like at my house every day I pulled up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we we got a new puppy and I think the same thing. I think he was having an affair with the UPS driver <laughs> because every time he'd come up, he'd go, Come here, little puppy, come here, little puppy. And he'd go running over like it was his, you know, an old friend and stuff. After the third day, he jumped on the truck and I thought, Well, this guy's just gonna take the dog. <laughs> now if only he could take the wife too. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. There wouldn't that, be as many, there wouldn't be as many packages. So now that doesn't work. Re remember that's recording, honey. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tim Laird, America's chief entertainment officer, is coming up. So you should stay right where you're at. We are the Bring approach shop. Bring a glass. <laughs> Hey, it's Neil. Some people collect sports cards. Well, not me. I collect watches. It's true. For over 25 years, I've collected watches. And so I was blown away when I was introduced to one of the best kept secrets in automatic watches, Orient Watch USA. According to GQ, Orient Watch is the king of the sub-500 automatic watch category with many models priced below $150. That's a lot of value for this Japanese-powered watch. So when Orient came to me and said, hey, Neil, would you like to talk about our watches? I said, hell yes. This holiday season, why spend hundreds or even thousands of dollars when you can buy a higher quality, sharper looking, better crafted alternative? Orient Watch USA has thousands of five-star reviews, so check them out today. And here's an exclusive offer for listeners of The Approach Shot. Visit orientwatchusa.com and use the code APPROACH for 15% off anything on the entire site. Again, Go to orientwatchusa.com now and use the code APPROACH for 15% off site-wide. That's orientwatchusa.com and use the code APPROACH for 15% off. And we want to welcome you back to The Approach Shot. I am John Ashton. Still, he is Neil. Michael's still. And still. Tim Laird is someone we promised to introduce you to. And this is what we're going to do right now. So, world, meet Tim Laird. Tim Laird, meet the approach shot world. How you doing, sir? <laughs> the man salutes Hello, on a podcast. To, uh, Maybe we should explain to him that it's audio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Break> a <dial. laughs> uh, any kind of social greeting is fine with me. And, uh, uh, of course, it is the holidays. So, I, I assume that might be kind of the uh, angle we're going to go talking about. We, we thought we might talk about um, drinking in general. 
uh, holiday <laughs> entertainment in particular, because you're very, this is the man, I just got to say, please. one of the first times I had any interaction with him other than just talking to him, I was stumbling out of a radio station van at five o'clock in the morning, the backside of Churchill Downs on Derby Week. And he comes out and says, John, what are you drinking? I had this huge cup of very hot black coffee. And I said, black coffee. And he said, no, 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 it's Derby Week. <laughs> and it was no longer black coffee. And thanks to Mr. Laird, most mornings after the broadcast, Kathy, my broadcast partner, and I would stumble out of there half inebriated trying to find our way home. So probably and, the best you know, broadcast <laughs> you ever had, too. Yeah, they uh, were. They were I, great. <laughs> It was a great broadcast, and uh, you know it's one thing your your taste buds are more sensitive in the morning too, so you really get that taste. <laughs> you can taste all that bourbon. It's a it's quite an experience, a warming experience. Yes, it, it warms the cockles of your heart in in other places too. It was uh, fantastic. I, it was funny. I was just just <laughs> sitting here waiting to start this thing, and I was reading a um, a little email that uh, men's men's journal has just done an article on eight whiskeys that you have to have. And around the campfire. Pleased, around the campfire. And I was pleased to see that most of them were bourbons, which is good for a kid from Kentucky, right? But Woodford was at the top of their list. Buffalo Trace was on there, Knob Creek, and Bullet. I love all of those. <laughs> I just went, I don't, have you had a chance to go check out the new Bullet uh, distillery? It's only five miles from my house in Shelbyville now. It's great. You know, I've got to go check it out because I know people have, and it's really a, a great experience uh, yeah. since they built that. So uh, I need to go check it out. Yeah. I just uh, want to, I just uh, want to, I just, uh, oh, all the distilleries, you know, and basically what, what I love about uh, seeing as many distilleries as possible and is because each one are so unique. They have their own story. Uh, of course, uh, each one tastes a little bit different. I, I agree. Uh, those all good bourbons. I do prefer Woodford. However, my favorite didn't make the list. My favorite is Old Forester. And the reason I like that, it's it's a great price point for a great bourbon. And and, and I really, I, I've always been in, in the area that I don't really spend much more than that on bourbon because you can get a great bourbon. It's like wines. Mm -hmm. You know, you can find some of the greatest wines in the world for under $20 or even under 15 So that's always my uh, go-to, uh, just because I think it's a great bourbon and it's a great value. Not to, not to take anything away from any of those other bourbons, but yeah. uh, I just I've never believed in overpaying for my bourbon. So to speak. <laughs> well, and the nice part about that thinking that that line of thinking is you can buy two bottles for the price of one. So there you go. Because I always said to my wife when we were talking about wine that the first bottle can be a little bit more expensive, but the second one is definitely going to be cheap. And she said, why is that? And I said, because by the time you get to the second one, you won't know what the hell I bought anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you know that, that's true. And you know, it was funny. My, my dad had a saying, you drink your best bourbon first, so you have your best bourbon last. And I, I, was, I couldn't figure out, I, was, I kept thinking about that. And I go, now how's that work? He goes, well, when you drink your best bourbon, whatever you have left is the best you got. So that's, kind of, <laughs> that's the way that goes. Very nice. So are you still wearing uh, America's CEO moniker, Chief Entertainment Officer, Mr. Laird? Absolutely. We still uh, have that moniker. We go by it. We've written three books under that name. So uh, uh, it, it's stuck. It's there. It's uh, a part of who we are. And when we make appearances, uh, 
that's really uh, the title we use. It's, uh, uh, it's, been, it's been fun. And, and of course, to keep that title up, I've got to practice every day my eating and drinking and entertaining skills. So, of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I know the two of you. will be taken away. And I know the two of you know what, what that means, but would you explain to the listeners the really difficult job you've got, Mr. Laird? <laughs> well, it's one of those things. When I started out, my wife and I loved to entertain. It was just part of uh, what we love to do, uh, invite people over and, and just have fun. And we've always believed in easy entertaining. And what I found out was that people are really intimidated with entertaining because they're nervous on what they're going to serve uh, food and beverage wise. And I said, you know what? We want to take all that intimidation out and really speak to easy entertaining so that the goal is that you as a host or hostess can enjoy that party just as much as your guests. And we, we offer some easy tips, especially when people are entertaining around the holiday season. I think the number one tip we say is get organized, make a checklist of everything you want to serve or beverage wise ahead of time and then do as much shopping ahead of time or prepare as much as you can ahead of time and just make that checklist what you can do a week in advance three days in advance two days in advance and day of and it's kind of fun because that way you can check off things and you feel like you're accomplishing things and i also always say uh have a signature cocktail one with alcohol and the same version without and make it ahead of time batch it up. That way you don't have to play bartender. Your guests serve themselves, whatever they want, the alcohol version or the non-alcohol version. And you're free to enjoy your party. Oh, I, I know a, a, another big tip I, I, I've done and is uh, when, when you invite people over, they always say, what can I do? And it, at first I said, you know what? Nothing. Just come. I'll have everything. You don't have to bring anything. But then I learned people want to get involved. And so I just started assigning out different items for my guests to bring. I, you know, I know who makes a good side dish and I assigned that to them and brag, well, I brought that. And one day when I had a party, I assigned everything out with a cocktail. So I actually didn't have to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that makes was, him a CEO. <laughs> yeah. And that was, that was one of the things, man, that, that I, I always envied your ability to create cocktails that were delicious, meaningful, and when you mentioned, you know, have a signature cocktail, do you have any cheat sheets or anything for people to make up a cocktail that they, they might yeah, like? You know, what, what we, what I do in, the, in what I call the libation lab, <laughs> which is basically my kitchen. Uh, we, we, I, I like to start out with just, you know, any spirit. So basically one of your favorite spirits you can take a look at some recipes and, and whether you're cooking or making a cocktails, if you see a recipe you like, you don't have to change it up a little bit. If you want something a little less sweet, use a little less of the sweetener or mixer, but then have fun, but, but add in the flavors that you enjoy. And it's one of those things. I mean, we just, and, and then experiment and don't, Hey, not every cocktail is going to work. Learn that, mm -hmm. that. Uh, but uh it's fun to you have to stick exacting to the recipe. Uh, have fun with it. And then uh, get, I guess the one, one thing with good cocktails is uh, you want fresh ingredients. Uh, the fresh juice, whether it be citrus or whatever you're using, is imperative. It really does make a, a better cocktail. And uh, I don't know why people still buy that squeezy plastic lemon and lime in the store. 
and use that. <laughs> I mean, it's just horrible. Yeah. And unfortunately, there's a lot of mixers out there that are like, ooh, that are a little chemical forward. So you can't be uh, fresh, fresh ingredients. Now, if a recipe calls for sweet and sour, uh, rather than make your own or by the mix, actually substitute lemonade. A good lemonade uh, works as a sweet and sour. So if you see a, a whiskey sour, a bourbon sour, that sour part can be lemonade. So, uh, and of course, always the, the chef's secret ingredient to the cocktail is bitters. I, I think, you know, it used to be nobody, I mean, one bottle of bitters would sit in the bar for, you know, years and years and years. But now that uh, these retro cocktails are coming back, and new cocktails, they're using the bitters. So everybody's really uh, getting into those. And I, I think what the bitters does, it it actually uh, takes the sweetness away and balances out the cocktail just a little bit. You don't need a lot. Just a couple of dashes, boom, makes a difference in a good cocktail. You're fantastic. I was playing golf up at the French Lick at the Pete Dicors, and they've done a bourbon, ginger ale, and lemonade concoction. They call it a Ooh. swing coach. <laughs> and, and it's absolutely delicious. <laughs> is, that, yeah, is that the swing coach? I've, I've, always, uh, I've, always, I've always said you can make a good uh, uh, Arnold Palmer by adding uh, uh, whiskey. We had Arnold Palmer spiked, was a big sponsor of ours during the, yeah. the, the recent past summer. It was uh, delicious. I'm not quite sure what they put in. They were a little tight-mouthed about it, but it was something alcoholic. We're we're coming up with the uh, the holidays, and this this is when uh, Tim Laird and 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 his wife and everything that they've done shine. This this is the time of year when everyone says, "Man, I want to be like him." And we're going to take a quick break and come right back and do some specific suggestions on how to uh, brighten up that holiday party that you're going to invite us to when we come right back. We are the approach shots. So don't move. The holidays are a great time of year, mostly. Let's face it, a lot of us feel stress too. Gift giving, family, money issues, it's a lot and can cause stress, anxiety, even affect your sleep. Hey, it's Neil. And if you haven't tried CBD to help with your stress and anxiety, you should. And the best CBD is the De-Stress Blend from NED, spelled N-E-D. NED's De-Stress Blend has been in development for over a year and contains a one-to-one formula of CBD and CBG, which is known as the mother of all cannabinoids because of how effective it is at combating stress and anxiety. Ned's products are science-backed, nature-based solutions that offer an alternative to prescription and over-the-counter drugs, and Ned products have over 2,000 five-star reviews. Just to be clear now, there's no THC in these products, so there's no risk of getting high. Just in time for the holidays, listeners of The Approach Shot get 20% off Ned products by going to helloned.com and using the code APPROACH. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com and using the code APPROACH for 20% off. Plus, you'll get a free gift when you spend over $150. We want to welcome you back to to, uh, the Approach Shot again. I'm John Ashton. He is Neil Michaels. Tim Laird, America's Chief Entertainment Officer. You've probably seen him on TV. You've been on Good Morning America a bunch and and Fox News. I mean, you're all over network television. And it's great to sit back and I just look at my wife and say, I know him. She says, I know. You told me that. <laughs> yeah, we have fun. You know, but these are easy subjects uh, that we're talking yeah. about. It's it's entertaining and cocktail. So for us, it, it, it's fun and it's not a lot of hard work. So it's, uh, and, and you know, what? I think from the viewer standpoint too, people want to 
you know, see and uh, talk about uh, entertaining. So uh, for every occasion. So there's always an entertaining occasion and uh, we're happy to fill it. Are you still associated with Brown Foreman or have you left them and gone totally on your own now or what's, what's that deal? I'm totally on my own. I retired okay. at, what, 25 years uh, with the company. Wow. So they're still, and I still do some work with them. And, uh, but uh, I don't have a non-compete. So I do other brands or help out other brands right. that want uh, some love. So basically I work with all, all different brands, which is fun for me, but you know, I still, I still have an affinity for uh, uh, my Brown Foreman brands. I mm-hmm. was in the wine business before that. So uh, Gallo being one, and they have a lot of different wines. So um, I still stay true to them, but I also like to explore, uh, you know, what's out there. And I think that's what's fun yeah. about it too, especially when we're talking about bourbons and whiskeys. You, you mentioned how many there are out there, and they're so great. And each one has a little different nuance and taste. So it's always fun to explore. Yeah. And, and, and it, you know what's really interesting is I, I just found – I was looking through some some material and I found that Bobby Jones, there's a new Bobby Jones whiskey out there. And I think that mm-hmm. with the Arnold Palmer spiked and Bobby Jones whiskey, I think that people are starting to figure out that golf and booze, you know, really work well together. But especially if you can find a player that that represented smooth, like Gary Player should have a brand and, and <laughs> Fred Couples should have a brand. I mean, I think something about that combination really works. That is true. And I, I, I'll tell you, for me, that I, I don't get a chance to play a lot of golf. I love it. And what I found is a little a little something uh, helps loosen my swing up and takes a little bit of those nerves on the uh, tee box. And uh, mm-hmm. it, it really kind of helps. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we refer to it as affectionately as swing juice. <laughs> <laughs> It's well, Tim did say first thing in the morning, so you know. <laughs> well, you know, and and it also, if you have an early tea time, it gives you a great excuse to start early. You, know, <laughs> you don't, you don't just need the Kentucky Derby, you know. <laughs> right. You know, that's right. Yeah, whatever your tea time is, that's that's a that's the perfect time to just start. That's fun. Absolutely, yeah. good excuse. Now, now, Tim is also a a Louisville resident, native, whatever you want to call him. But we're going to do a little a little plug for the state here and, and for the industry in the state, the Kentucky bourbon trail is a phenomenal way to spend two or three days just traveling the state and finding the bourbon you like, because as you say, there, there are subtle differences between all of them, some major differences between some of them, but you go and you see how they make them and then go to the tasting afterwards. And you will know eventually what your favorite is. You know, and that, that is exactly the way to do it. And it, it really is amazing that, you know, and there's still a bourbon boom going on right now where uh, it really is coveted. And one thing that's happening with the bourbon trail is a lot of people around the world, uh, they want to come see where it's made. You know, they want to see the actual actual place and just kind of like what wine country has done. Now, uh, bourbon popular around the world, they want to come here. There's a uh, there's also a great company, not to plug anyone in particular, but they, they're called Mint Julep Tours, and they uh, can actually arrange for you. They'll give you a driver. Uh, they'll take you around to whatever uh, distillers you want to see, or they'll suggest stops along the way. So it's an easy way to navigate uh, the bourbon trail. 
Yeah. And I live in Shelbyville, which I have, I think, like eight distilleries within a 10 mile radius of my house. <laughs> which That's very convenient. Hey, how it, is. Is. it explains how a lot of our shows go. Hey, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I think Shelbyville ought to use that as one of their uh, things. Why move? Come to Shelbyville. Here you go. We're we're literally surrounded by distilleries. That's it. You don't have to drink heavy. Just breathe deeply. You'll be fine. <laughs> and remember, I Kevin Ashton has a third bedroom. You know, just yeah. just knock on the door. He'll have a place for you. Oh, did you take yeah. the tour? Come in. <laughs> no, that's quick great. story though. That that you could appreciate. My daughter got married and went to uh, St. Augustine on her honeymoon, and there was a distillery in St. Augustine. And they had a bourbon. And during the tasting portion of the bourbon, they gave her a cocktail. And she said, no, you don't taste bourbon in a cocktail. She said, I need to get alone. She, he said, you seem to know a lot about it. Where are you from? She said, Louisville. And he would not let her drink it. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, you know, that's that's funny. Uh, yeah, because one of the laws says you can produce bourbon anywhere as long as it's in the uh, United States or it's an America made. Uh, however, 96% uh, or even a little more comes from Kentucky. And I, I, I was asking people about that and I found out a couple of good big things. Number one, uh, we had these incredible distillers come to Kentucky just because you can get great grains here, but also the water is phenomenal. This limestone water they have. And of course that's the number one ingredient in uh, bourbon uh, what the limestone water does is adds a really nice flavor to it. But also I found out that limestone water makes bones stronger. So that's kind of where the thoroughbred horse racing comes in, you know, the, the wow. raising of the horses because the drinking that limestone water. So two things. The other third thing is our weather. Kentucky is hot and cold, which helps that breathing process uh, of the whiskey in the barrel. So you get more yeah. of that flavors in and out within three, four years, you know, it's so dramatic here. Yeah. So uh, I think you need all those elements and those put together uh, show why Kentucky's a fortunate, great place to make bourbon. And yes. why Michigan, and maybe consume. not so much. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Michigan and makes great beer too. though. I'll That's tell you true. what, <laughs> Michigan has some great breweries. So uh, cities, maybe not on the water, but you know. <laughs> okay. And you know what Tim does is is I mean he's he's basically a professional partier. We we had the uh, the the barbecue cowboy on, and everybody said you know that's the job I want. No 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 no. Tim's job is the job you want. <laughs> okay, because right. he he plans parties and he does parties and he throws parties and he creates cocktails and of course he has to taste test them first. Yeah, it's a must. It's I mean uh, tasting is important. And uh, I even try to get uh, other people involved because I think the one thing about a cocktail, a good cocktail is one where you get a couple, three people going, yeah, that's that's good. And, and it's, you know, it's one of those things. And I say it's, you know, it's it's not difficult. Just have fun with it, as we talked about earlier. But you you can uh, just do it for enjoyment. And uh, uh, I, I actually it was funny. I got a, a bourbon story. I remember I was conducting a, a cocktail class and somebody asked me because you know what i can't stand bourbon but i love those bourbon ball candies and i thought oh my gosh if i can make a cocktail that tastes like a bourbon ball candy uh i've got it and we we created it it's basically uh bourbon because in the center of that candy is 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 uh, bourbon 
And then right. there's chocolate on the outside. So I put a little bit of chocolate liqueur in there and then uh, a hazelnut uh, or walnut liqueur, just a little bit. And you've got that nut that's on top of that bourbon ball candy. If you don't know what a bourbon ball candy is, it's basically bourbon, chocolate and, and a walnut. Uh, <laughs> yes, <please>. yeah. <laughs> and, and it works. It's a liquid form uh, you know, yeah. so, of that, of that, that uh, bourbon ball candy. So. We were just talking before we came on about the fact that I had a friend that just had a birthday and um, I'm in San Diego and screwball whiskey is very big out here. And I know it's in 25 states now and uh, it's it's brewed down the street from me. So haha, ha, John. Um, and it's for those, of you, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, it's a peanut butter flavored whiskey. And before you say Bleh, to that, it doesn't taste like peanut butter. It tastes like whiskey with a trail of peanut taste at the end. So I'm going to the store to buy that and they were out. And in a panic, I looked around and I saw chocolate whiskey that I'd never seen before. And I thought, well, this is going to taste thick like Kahlua, but what the hell? It's a birthday present. And if he doesn't like it, yeah. it was amazing because it too had the whiskey flavor with just a hint of chocolate. So it was a little sweet, but, but it was thin so it enjoyed like whiskey. It didn't taste like a Kahlua. And I thought, wow, that's kind of an amazing flavor. And then he texted me 20 minutes later and said, I went home and I mixed screwball with this. So it tasted like a Reese's peanut butter whiskey. Oh, wow. And on the way home, I bought two bottles. The sweet yeah. mix is perfect. Yeah, I've tasted the screwball and that chocolate liqueur. I think there's a brand called Balatons that makes all kinds of different flavored whiskeys, and it really is good. And uh, I know there's a couple of restaurants that pours that chocolate whiskey over uh, ice cream for ice dessert. Cream. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, please. Do you, again, <laughs> do you do you cringe, Tim, when you see people like order like Woodford and Coke or uh, you know Jack and Coke or you know because that that kind of really messes with the flavors and the tastes and all the work that they go into actually making the whiskey, you kind of miss out on all that stuff, don't you? My my thought is this. Any way you want to enjoy your bourbon, enjoy it. Absolutely. And I, I would never cringe it. It's somebody uh, deciding how they want to drink their bourbon. You know, it, it, you know, I question somehow if you want to take a really expensive bourbon and add a mixer like a Coke. Uh, that I might question a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> You know, I wouldn't do a double oak and Diet Coke, uh, but I would. <laughs> I mean, but hey, but it listen, rhymes. How, uh, how, uh, how anybody wants to drink their bourbon, I applaud them. They uh, enjoy it however they like it and keep those bourbon sales going for the for everybody. My wife is a big gin and tonic fan. And based, oh, yeah. based on what we said before about, you know, the good bottle of wine and then the second bottle of wine. We'll be at a restaurant and she'll say, can you get me a gin and tonic? And I'll say, sure. And I go up to the bartender and I say gin and tonic. And he says, would you like top shelf or, or, you know, is house brand okay? And I said, just what you just said, John, when you say and tonic, that makes it mm -hmm. house brand. If you want yeah. gin, if you want a good gin, if you want something that's top shelf, then don't add something to it. Because once you add the mixer, it really doesn't matter as much, does it? No, you're, you're right. And, and I do the same thing because let's say I, I enjoy a gin martini, which I do, and I do mix it with a little vermouth. So I am mixing it, but right. just a little bit, a hint of vermouth. Um, so I, I believe in, in not a perfectly dry martini, but if I want a good gin and I want a good vermouth. So you need both mm -hmm. those uh, characteristics. But for a tonic, 
which is a really refreshing drink, especially if it's warm outside. I, there's nothing better than a good chilled gin and tonic. Now, uh, I would use a little better gin if it's using a really nice high-end tonic. Because uh, there's some great tonics out there. Schweppes. <laughs> Schweppes. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be it, good. It's like four times more expensive than any other brand. You can get it for a dollar for a two-liter bottle. That's what uh, I'm getting. So I'm thinking whatever low-engine goes with a dollar two-liter bottle. That's me. There's nothing wrong with that two-liter bottle and, and, and some Gordon's gin that's about uh, $19 for a 175 That's right. Exactly. And, and you know what? I... I really like the kind of the lower end gins. I don't know why. I've, I've done blind taste testings with the expensive ones, but somehow, you know, those everyday uh, gins do it for me. It's 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 all yeah, right. Tim, I'll tell you this: what's what's really great is living in San Diego and and having moved to this house that I that we've been in for a couple of years. We were blessed to have about forty fruit trees on our property, and we've got wow. everything from oranges to lemons to limes to pomegranates to peach. You name it, we've got it. And so when November comes along, that's when the limes really start kicking in in the backyard. Oh. So those gin and tonics with the with the dollar two liter bottle, everything is better when I cut up a fresh lime from the backyard. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh that yeah that how true is that? I mean that is you're right. That fresh lime will take any cocktail like that, the gin or whatever tonic you you use, it'll take it up to the next level and yeah. it'll really make it taste great. Especially when you can go out and pick your own lime. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> John is, keeps saying I need to send him okay. some, but I don't. I'm not sure about you know sending it across state lines. <laughs> <laughs> also, we have it in, a, in a Jack and Coke, doesn't it? Little yeah, lime, little fresh lime. Oh yeah, it, it, it does. Um, it, well, a couple of uh, drinks that are famous: Jack and Coke uh, with a lime, which is actually uh, they deemed that America's cocktail, so it's the mm. number one called for cocktails: Jack and Coke. And then there's the uh, Cuba Libre, which is uh, rum, Coke, and a squeeze of fresh lime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you have a Batanga, which is tequila, Coke, and a squeeze of lime. So you Ooh. have uh, a, a Mexico-represented drink, an American-represented drink, and a, yeah. and a rum, kind of a uh, Caribbean-based cocktail. So. Yeah. But that, that's, they're all good. They're all John, good. That, sound, that sounded like a homework assignment. Yes. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, all we have to say is Viva Cuba Libre. Yeah, that's right. Love, we, we can love. drink around the world with Coke, uh, whether it be rum, tequila, or uh, whiskey. That's it. All right. We've got, uh, we've got a six pack, which I think yes, is apropos for, for Mr. Tim. Six right. questions that he has no idea what they are. No. In fact, neither is Neil. He's going to make them up while we take this break. We'll be right back. We are the approach up. Holiday shopping. It's said that guys are hard to shop for. I say not so fast. This year, give him the gift of Harry's, because there's no better gift than Harry's limited edition holiday shave sets. The sets come with a weighted handle, three razor cartridges, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover. Everything he'll need for a smooth shave, 
all packaged in a handsome holiday gift box. Hey, it's Neil, and I've been using a Harry's razor since we started working with them oh, back in the summer. The blades last a surprisingly long time, the shave is comfortable and close, and the shave gel isn't airy and poofy like some others. Harry's razors are backed by a 100% quality guarantee, so if the man you're buying for this holiday doesn't love his shave, you get a full refund. This holiday season, get him the gift of Harry's. And listeners of The Approach Shot can get $5 off plus free shipping on any Harry's limited edition holiday shave set when you go to harrys.com backslash approach. To claim your $5 off plus free shipping today, go to harrys.com backslash approach. And we are back as promised or threatened, depending on how you want to look at it. I'm John Ashton. He's Neil Michaels. Tim Laird, America's chief entertainment officer, is our guest. And uh, this this man's forgotten more about uh, cocktails than any of us ever ever known. We have six questions coming up. A six-pack. All right. And apparently you play golf or have played golf with John in the past and You've uh, you've put down your clubs a little bit for now, but uh, but we're going to have some golf themes things because as John likes to remind me, this is a golf podcast, so we like <laughs> to squeeze it in here and there between the cocktails. <laughs> so, question one, Tim Laird, what's the golf phrase or word you'd be happy to never hear again on a golf course? Uh, the bar is closed. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why he's America's CEO right there. Boom. I did not tell him to say that ahead of time. And we're going to write that one down as a classic. Question two, what's the most embarrassing thing to happen to you or one of your golf buddies on the course? And please, God, make it alcohol related. Uh, yeah, after a few uh, cocktails. Uh, and uh, I, I think the, the most embarrassing thing was when I went down to tee up the ball I split my pants. That could have been an eating disorder too. Uh, but other than that, it was very embarrassing because you can be in the middle of the golf course and really not, no, not a lot of where to go, especially if it, if it really splits like it did. So that was uh, embarrassing. So I always, I always make sure I wear a little more stretchier uh, golf pants. That's a great story. And especially if that happens on like hole seven, Every time you putt after that, you're thinking, oh, do I have to pick it up? <laughs> Excellent. All right, question three. And, you know, these are really deep diving questions. Cherry, pumpkin, or pecan pie for the holidays? And what cocktail goes best with your choice? Ooh, uh, pecan pie. And I actually like to uh, serve that up with a uh, pecan martini, which is, oh, this is really good. I I, I mean, this is really good, real easy. It's basically two ounces of bourbon and an ounce of pecan liqueur and make sure it's well chilled. It it just is amazing. Uh, It's incredible. So I think uh, uh, that pairing would be perfect. And and you can find pecan liqueurs pretty, pretty, uh, out there everywhere, pretty much. John, I'm going to volunteer. Do whipped cream on both of them? Whipped cream go on both of them? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Wowza. I'm going, to, I'm going to volunteer on that one. Question four. What would make you happier, winning a best ball tournament with a fun group of guys or losing but making good business contacts? I'd, if I'm going to play golf, I want it to be fun. 
So I will say if there's business contacts, I want to do it outside of golf. I would just rather have a, a fun bunch around. That's 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 what. So I would go with the fun bunch rather than business contacts. All right. Question five. We've cranked up the approach shot time machine. Are you ready? You right. get to play golf with anyone from this time period. Who would it be? Oh, gosh. Hold I, on. Hold on. Hold on. We're getting with the dig, dig, dig. Pre-1970. Pre-1970. Really bad sound effects. Oh. <laughs> well, I'll I tell you what. Arnold Palmer would be fun because uh, he designed a golf course right around the corner from where I live. And uh, maybe he could help me out with it. Excellent. <laughs> okay. I tell you how to play it, huh? <laughs> hey, oh, or I could swear at him every time. You designed this course? <laughs> you can't cuss too much at Arnold Palmer. I don't I don't think I think that's no, 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 yeah. no. I I shot an 83 at Lake Forest. Is that the one you're talking about? Uh, that's exactly the one I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Arnold Palmer designed yeah. golf course. Yeah. Yep. John, did could you reach your back when you were patting yourself just then? No, no, that's why I, I, I need to say these things so other people can give me the kudos I see. that I deserve. Got it. I noticed that Tim didn't. <laughs> so did I. Since, since we are the approach shot, we ask this of everyone who comes on the show, Tim. In your approach to life, what one rule do you live by? Oh, I'll tell you what. Uh, my one rule is... Uh, uh, always be happy. I mean, I, I just, it, that's kind of corny, but I, I mean, it, it's always have fun, enjoy the moment. Uh, life's too short not to. So I always, I always go with that moniker and, and I just live every day as having fun. Excellent. I got the feeling we were going to get a life's too short in there. I thought maybe it was going to go to life's too short to mix good bourbon with bad mixers. But <laughs> enough. And that's part of that. that yeah. That'll be part of that answer. So you can read in between that. <laughs> the unspoken part. Tim Laird, thank you so much. You're off the hot seat now. You answered those six questions very well, very quickly. And you've got books. You've hot. Just tell the people who are listening how they can partake in your life, which you know, if we could just live vicariously through you, Tim, we'd all be much happier people. I'll tell you, we have our latest book is really fun. It's called The Bourbon Country Cookbook. And mm. I actually co-authored that with the uh, executive chef of Churchill Downs. And mm, he's cooked okay. all over the world. So he and I got together and said, you know what? We had a book called That's Entertaining with America's CEO, Chief Entertaining Officer. But I think the latest one is really a good read. It's fun. It, it tells stories. It also has a good mixture of, of cocktails and recipes, uh, food recipes, and a lot of uh, visuals in it, too, as well. And it has that bourbon trail. Gives you a little history of bourbon. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't like bourbon, it's just a, it's a wonderful book. It's called, yeah, The Bourbon Country Cookbook. And uh, amazing stories. Like I said, the, my co-author, Chef Dave, cooked all over the world. He's catered the last, uh, I think, seven Olympics for Omega Watch uh, customers. So he's, he's quite an... The hardest thing for him on writing the book, he's used to cooking for 7,000, uh, sometimes 28,000 people during Derby Week. So it's hard to get into to say, yeah. no, we need a recipe for four to six people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
no, no, no. Eight thousand eggs doesn't go in this bread mix. <laughs> you take take the tons down to cups. Translate yeah. for me, if you will. <laughs> but, so, but he was able to do that. But uh, and he's of course a, a bourbon aficionado as well. So it was fun right. for him. And Tim, what's the name of the book again? It's the Bourbon Country Cookbook. And they can, people can get it on Amazon or at a bookstore or any place. Yep. Amazon's probably your best bet because, I mean, uh, they have the best price on it. So it's normally 35 and I think they, they sell it down for 22 things. So it's a good buy. And it's a hardcover, really nice, thick pages, a lot of images. And, and that's what I wanted. Yeah. And, and then tell some of the stories behind some of the food and, of course, stories behind bourbon and we have more than just bourbon in this book, but it's it's fun. Bourbon country sounds cooking. like a great Christmas gift, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. You know, it's a wonderful Christmas gift. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go wrong, especially if you if you if you give them the book and then a cocktail that came out of the book. Then you look at that, yeah. right? Boom! Oh wow, there you go. Yeah, we, just wanna, we just want to revisit yeah. revisit one thing you said. Two ounces of bourbon and how much pecan liquor? One ounce. Liquor? One Two ounce. To one. Okay. <laughs> Two to one. That, the, the, the book and the cocktail and the food sounds like a high-end white elephant, but I, I, I would do that. If we do the white elephant at our house every year, maybe we need to do that. And, and we will be serving that pecan bourbon at, at uh, our white elephant at our holiday you, party. You betcha. You yeah. betcha. Tim Laird, thank you so much. Great to see you again, man. And uh, thanks for joining us here on your approach. Uh, Neil, nice talking with you. Have fun. Well. Enjoy. Cheers, everybody. I guess uh, is my moniker. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We're gonna have, we're gonna have a party. I'm buying. A, we're we're buying a new house out here in, in Shelbyville. Finally, we decided we're gonna stay. Excellent. So we, we found a place that's got a built-in bar in the family room downstairs. Oh, perfect. So. So I'm going to have a party and just have everybody in. Just you bring your bring a bottle. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not going to do a housewarming. Just bring a bottle. <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny. I converted one of our rooms into a, a, an actual bar because we never used that room. Now it gets used mm-hmm. all the time. Funny <laughs> <laughs> how that works, isn't it? Amazing how that yeah. Yeah. yeah, so my wife was like, well, once that happens, I don't think you'll ever come upstairs again. <laughs> kind of what she wanted, I think. Yeah, I think she she wasn't complaining about that. Did that sound, make it sound like she was complaining? I'm sorry. But uh, when she win. was going like this at the time. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. All right, Tim. Well, have yourself a great holiday, man, and uh, keep up the good work. And, uh, and thanks for doing this, especially with uh, short notice like that. You bet. Boy, Cheers to today. both of you. Happy holidays. See you, Tim. you too, Tim. See you. The holidays are a great time of year, mostly. Let's face it, a lot of us feel stress too. Gift giving, family, money issues, it's a lot and can cause stress, anxiety, even affect your sleep. Hey, it's Neil. And if you haven't tried CBD to help with your stress and anxiety, you should. And the best CBD is the De-Stress Blend from NED, spelled N-E-D. NED's De-Stress Blend has been in development for over a year and contains a one-to-one formula of CBD and CBG, which is known as the mother of all cannabinoids because of how effective it is at combating stress and anxiety. Ned's products are science-backed, nature-based solutions that offer an alternative to prescription and over-the-counter drugs, and Ned products have over 2,000 five-star reviews. Just to be clear now, there's no THC in these products, so there's no risk of getting high. Just in time for the holidays, listeners of The Approach Shot get 20% off Ned products by going to helloned.com and using the code APPROACH. That's H-E-L 
A-L-L-O-N-E-D.com and using the code APPROACH for 20% off. Plus, you'll get a free gift when you spend over $150. show you Thanks, Tim. I'm going to put this together with this, and I don't really care what it tastes like anymore. Did they ever really do that to you? Like on the air, the New Year's Eve thing where, you know, the disc jockey drinks a shot a half hour or something like that to see how long it is before he gets inebriated and, and, and can't put three words together correctly. I, I was lucky enough not to have that. No. Yeah. Apparently you have. I, I did that. Yeah. Threw up on the state trooper, man. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do a little education? Sure. How bourbon came to be. No. I'm kind of proud of this because I live in Kentucky and it's, it's indigenous to Kentucky. No matter yeah. what people say, the law now says it has to be made in America, but if it's not made in Kentucky, it ain't crap. The state bird of Kentucky is inebriated. Yes. yes. <laughs> but what happened was there was a whiskey rebellion. You know, George Washington was like the largest distiller of whiskey in the country. Yes, that I do know. Yes. Okay. And for some reason, when he became president, they thought maybe they'd start taxing whiskey. But they didn't want to tax the whiskey per se. They wanted to tax the barrels. Because they didn't want consumers to pay it. They wanted the producers to pay it. Okay. So they started taxing the barrels. And a lot of people in Kentucky said, oh, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to do that. Sorry, we're not going to do that. So what they did is they went out and they bought used fish barrels. Wow. Can't get the smell out of the wood. Right. But what they did to fix the barrels was they burned them. The inside, they burned the fish smell and the fish oil until it was dissipated, gone. Wow. But of course, it left charcoal on the wood. Hence the... So they pour the clear liquid whiskey into the barrel. And as it ages, because like Tim mentioned, that the, the weather here, it gets very, very warm and very, very cold. Yeah. So the whiskey would expand into the wood of the barrel and then contract back out, basically absorbing the charcoal flavor and the charcoal color. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, and that's uh, and that's how bourbon differentiated itself from from whiskey. Whiskey was it's made wow, in well, live barrels. I can tell you that um, I I am a, I, much more of a fan of bourbon and whiskey in 2021 than I had been before. Mm-hmm. Partly because you and I talk about it, and I, I like to try different things, right? And partly because people like Tim come up with these great suggestions on how to do and what to do to make it great. So I hope that you, you took a few notes. You did get Tim did give you some, some suggestions. If you are entertaining some things you can do that, uh, especially if you have bourbon, because bourbon's getting cool. I mean, it's always oh. been delicious. Now it's getting really cool. Oh, I think it's, that, I think know, it's been cool and yeah. is still cool, but yeah, I, I specifically took notes on the two ounces of bourbon, one ounce of pecan liqueur and make the pecan pie drink for your for your holiday party that that's going to happen at my house and then the people of course who who don't drink just lay in a supply of bourbon bowls yeah there you go <laughs> you can get them and they think they're just eating chocolate candy there you go even better because those people inebriated are more fun because they don't know it they are tells me that all the time she'll say do you remember the time when you something and and i was out of control it was drinking or or something else i say i don't i don't remember that and she goes 
well, you were giggling the whole time. And I'm like, have you heard the podcast? <laughs> I, I laughed through 75% of it. <laughs> Yeah. It's like your golf game, man. You laugh through 75 for, well, it's not you. It's the guys you're playing with. Guys man. playing with you. They're, laughing at, they're not laughing with me. They're laughing at me. Or just laughing next to you. But that's, that's the way the game of golf is. Yes, indeed. Somebody, I, I went to a thing the other day and a guy said, you said something on the air the other day that I wrote down to remember it was so funny. I said, well, what would that be? He said, the same people invented golf and called it a game that invented bagpipes and called it music. He wrote that down? <laughs> he did. <laughs> Was that your smooth segue or did that actually happen? It actually happened. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. I bet he didn't write down, and life is a gift, go open it, because that's not funny. That's just, <laughs> that's just me trying to be serious for, you know, eight seconds of the podcast. It, and it works. It does. Thank you. <laughs> and especially this time of year. When you think the other gifts are more important, remember, life is the best gift. Open it every day. You've been listening to The Approach Shot with the Weekend Golf Guys. If you like this week's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. And find us on the web at ApproachShot.net. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. You only want what's best for your baby. And so does BJ's. BJ's offers a variety of baby products that will take you from playtime to bath time to bedtime and beyond. Shop now through September 24th at BJ's for $3 off Johnson's, Aveeno, or Desitin baby products. Only the best will do when it comes to caring for your little ones and for parents, too. Give your baby that special care and save big at BJ's. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.